This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Everybody, welcome back to Mercy Talk. I am Rachel, along with my friend Brooke, bringing the wisdom and the credentials as always. Yes. <laughs> and today we are diving. She's just laughing because I'm just trying it. to figure out how to always change it up. It just makes me happy. I'm glad. I love it. I'm yeah. so glad. So good. <laughs> um, and we are in the middle, like the middle knee deep of our conversation on the entitlement cure. And we said it last time, but if you have not started at the very beginning with this, go back, go back to episode one on, um, the very first episode that we did starting this topic. And that's going to give you, um, just better insight and kind of like your whereabouts to know where we are at today. Uh, and so today we are going to dive right in and start talking about some word games. Word games. Yeah. Do you like and word games, Brooke? I do. I love word cookies. What are word cookies? It's an it's a game on oh. your phone. It's called Word Cookies, and it makes you feel really smart. Oh, that's cool. I and for the people, yeah. And if you watch videos, you get points. And so I'll just like anyway. Yeah. Never mind. I'm not going to go into that. We're, yes. We're not talking about this those is not word what we're games. talking about. But I am excited that we were talking about this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like this one. Yes. Um. Yeah. And so what well, the word games we're talking about. Right, prolong the entitled mentality. And so we see it all the time in language, and I like this, romanticizing problems instead of calling them what they are. Yeah. I like that. We do like to romanticize things. I do. And so Townsend gives us a few examples. Uh, I love, oh my gosh, a lack of timeliness becomes free spiritedness or a free spirit. Right. Let's do that. Uh, An inability to follow through becomes spontaneity. Yeah. I was like, oh. I'm sorry. Uh, I just see people as I read this. I know, each one. Uh, uh huh. A tendency to blame others for one's failures becomes spinning lots of plates. An inability to keep promises becomes a lack of rigidity and black and white thinking. Um, and so the problem with avoiding anything negative is, well, one, it's just not true. Right. So I think that's the, the number one thing. Um, but it also doesn't give any area of self-improvement right yeah. so if someone's like well she's just super free-spirited yeah. right? <laughs> right no one's like i should change that about myself right yeah 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 it right doesn't sound that bad right it really doesn't um until someone's like hey so that's a burden for us right <laughs> you know this is a problem. and even then but it's just it's just who i am yeah right yeah um and so which are that's always fun i'm like your inability to stay on time is not who you are as a person right. we need to talk about your value Cause it's not That's that. Good. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah, girl. Yeah. No, people love it when I do that. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, basically we first have to be willing to admit that we have a problem right. as with anything. Yeah. Um, and that we need help to change. And you know, some of these things too, it's almost, we, we can feel as, as a, I'm going to make this a little bit personal, but you know, the areas that we know we're not great in, mm-hmm. we justify them a lot of times. Cause we're literally like, I don't even know how to change this. Sure. And if we think it's not a problem for other people, we get to keep not looking at it Mm. until someone says something. That's literally recently something that's happened to me in the last few months. Really? It's something that I knew wasn't great for me, which is multitasking. 
I was like, look at me getting things done. I'm listening to you in my meeting, answering seven emails. I'm so good at what I do. (laughs) And the reality is the person I'm meeting with thinks that I'm not being present with them or listening. Right. right? And I was like, no, it's because I'm so good at this. Yeah. mm -hmm." Yeah. And it's not true um, at all. And so I really had to, once it became like, hey, people don't feel cared for. They don't feel like you are paying attention. Oh, Okay. So now it's time to... I gotcha. That's not a skill. I gotcha. Got it. Got it. And yes. then I had to figure out how to be disciplined in a different way. Mm. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. No, that's so good. That's so good. And actually, that's funny. Like, I have those same things in my own life, specifically in the area of multitasking, which is funny because I think for so long, we've been told... We've, we've made it sound amazing. Like, if you can do all the things at one time, you are super productive. And what we're finding out now, this is just a little rabbit trail, right. is it's actually you're not. You're right. you're not so, so right. No. That's exactly right. But I'm girl, I'm with you. I'm so with you on that. Um, what was interesting about about this conversation to me in the book was Townsend saying actually when we stop playing those games, mm-hmm. that's when we get momentum going, and that's, that's right. when we experience progress. Um, I just, anyways, I think that was so helpful because so many times, like you said, nobody wants to call out a character, a characteristic in somebody, um, especially if it sounds like it's who they are, like they're a free spirit or they're so spontaneous or they're just spinning, you know, all of those things. I don't want to change them as a person, but if that's not who they are as a person, those are just bad habits or, you know, then that's a different story. Right. Um, so we are going to shift into what Brooke had kind of given us a heads up about earlier in the series. And that is the phrase, I deserve. I'm super excited. Yeah. This part. yeah. Um, because most of us had said it. In fact, we went down to get coffee and I was talking to somebody and in our conversation, it came up cause we were talking about eating a brownie and we were like, Oh, I deserve this. You know, and I thought, Oh my gosh, we are literally talking about this upstairs. <laughs> just oh it. my yeah. gosh. So there are actually two different contexts when it comes to this phrase, he said. So, um, one is an earned right when you perform to a satisfactory standard in your work and deserve appropriate compers- com- uh, sorry, compensation. Mm-hmm. And then another is a contractual right to, to some good or something. So think of like the constitution in the United States that endows others with rights and, and such. So these are the two ways when we talk about, I deserve that you can actually appropriately deserve something. Am I thinking of that correctly, Brooke there? Yeah. I mean, I think I still have a hard time with it now after reading the book, just saying it at all. Like I think, um, to me, earned and deserved are not the same. Mm. So I totally get what he's saying here. And, you know, I will not disagree with John Townsend. Uh, so, you know, but I do think that, um, yeah, like if it is, yes, you, this is, I do this and then you do this. And that was agreed upon, right? you know, agreed upon thing. So right. pretty much that's the only time you can say. I deserve. Yes, yeah. I deserve. I mean, you, well, you can say it however you want. It's just not going to work out right the best right 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 and you hear this all the time i mean obviously we used food as an example but like he uses the example of like well i deserve a great marriage or i deserve a great job right that's when it gets into that place of i mean do you yeah did y'all i mean yeah because it and it does and i think i told you that that's really what shifted for me was you know i deserve a great job well why right you know what I yeah. mean? Like what, yeah. just because I am awesome? Right. Is that why? Right. <laughs> like there's no, How does this yeah, the realization of, and, and what it does is handing your power over. No, I, I'm going to earn a great job. 
because yes. I'm going to work my tail off, yes. you know, or I deserve a great marriage. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have a great marriage because I'm going to work for it. Right. You know, and it also goes back into what we talked about. I can't remember if it was the first or second episode. You know, when you start saying I deserve a great marriage, then that means, well, only when it's good right. is it what I deserve. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like the, it just, then you ride that roller coaster of emotion and, and yes. things are only good when they feel good yes. versus when they're not, you yes. know? And you're putting it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're putting all the responsibility in their court, right? Like right. you, I deserve for you to give this to me instead of saying, well, actually I also play a role in this marriage or in this job. Like I yeah. am responsible for right. Right. And I mean, and and here's the thing, like the Lord has such good things for us, but it also is dependent on us being in relationship with him, Mm -hmm. listening to him, talking to him, understanding, you know, who he is, his character that takes work and discipline and structure and all those things, you know, but the the better thing to say is I'm responsible. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and, and we already said this, I mean, but I deserve gives that expectation that there's some external force or person that is Mm -hmm. going to give us you know, what we need. But when we say I'm responsible, that's a call to action, right? I'm responsible to get a good job. I'm responsible for having a healthy marriage. I'm responsible for being a good friend. You know, it completely shifts what that is. It shows that you play a part. Mm -hmm. Like I have a role to play. No one is doing this to me or for me. Right. You know, and this has become a very popular idea that someone's going to do something to you. And, but you're just going to just always be disappointed. Yeah. Just always. Yeah. It's never going to be great. Man. And so quit doing, quit setting yourself up <laughs> yeah. for that failure. Yeah. You know, as I tell some people, like, you're special to Jesus, but not really anybody else. <laughs> like, and right. so this idea that we are special and that there's some privilege to our existence, that's just not true. And when we start trying to exist that way in the world, instead of get, getting filled in that place with the Lord of like how special we are to him. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not yeah. going to be great. And nobody's going to want to hire you either. Right. I'm just going to throw that out there. The one thing that I would say um, stood out more for me um, was being able to identify those who I can help and those who I cannot help. Jesus' yes was not enabling and his no was not crushing. And that really stuck with me. Your life is intentional and it was created by um, God who knew all of the things that you would go through despite the challenges, despite your struggles, and struggles are real. But despite all of that, God works it for your good. The, the Bible says that his plans are for good and not for evil, but to give you a hope and a future. Chances are you may know someone who is hurting or struggling. If you want to learn how to support those people in a healthy way, please check out mercymultiplied.com for an Empower workshop near you. On that same note, because he talks a lot about how actually entitlement, um, it it plays into actually a negative self-image, which I was mm-hmm. like, really? Because I would think again, going back to what right. we talked about. Like, but it's insecurity. It's insecurity. Yeah. So yeah. can we talk a little bit about, and I especially want to talk about this now, like in the church and even some of the things okay. we talk about in Empower, but I think as Christians, we are so afraid of becoming prideful that we... Um, become prideful. But that we become prideful, yes, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And so we, we, don't, we also don't own um, the things that are true and, and good about us. We are made in the image of God. Psalm 139 says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And so how can we walk this balance? Because I even hear it and see it now in the self-care conversation. I hear people go, well, self-care is just a crutch, like... 
Jesus didn't call us just to that, you know, lay down your life, pick up your cross. And that is true. But let me tell you, I've done that my, for a long time and thought of myself as the most evil, wicked, vile person and, and struggled with, um, still struggled with the, I guess what I'm saying is that hasn't served me. So how do you, right. how do you maintain this healthy, um, you know, I guess paradigm of, you know, nobody owes me anything. I have what I have because the Lord is good to me. Like, because he made me, I'm made in his image, but he's spoken worth and love over me. So how do I own the good things without, I don't know, getting, how do I do that in a balanced way? Does that make sense? That was a long way of saying that. No, I love it. I mean, number one is, and I, you know, I'll always go back to this is you have to understand the character of God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's number one, because what you're talking about, you know, I can go full blown preacher's kid on this is right. If I, if I do these things, right, I'm sacrificing. Okay. Well, let's talk about that as an entitlement piece. So Mm -hmm. I did everything right. Yeah. Always followed every rule. Yeah. Did all of the things. Yeah. Tried to be perfect in every single way. And then when something awful happened, Mm. I was like, wait a second, I did everything right. Right. So I didn't deserve this thing to happen to me. And only when I could go back and accept responsibility and go, but actually I put myself in that situation. Mm -hmm. Wasn't a great, you know, now is it my fault that this, this thing happened? Not necessarily, but I had a part to play and only then could I go, Oh, I have a responsibility, which means I can make a different choice next time. Sure. That's good. Right. And so here's the thing. So if you, if you live this life and you know, you can talk about, you know, pick up your cross and do all of those things. But if, if you think that the Lord has called you to suffer, Mm. um, you know, as a, as a martyr mm-hmm. in his, his relationship with you, that is not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not yeah. like he wants to know us and love us. You know, I would never go say to my son, like, I'm so glad you're suffering. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. Now, can I see the big picture when he's struggling? Right. And, but do I still love and support him through that? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, the reality is, is, is if you cannot make a list of here are my strengths, Without feeling like a jerk. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So if I go, Rachel, like make a list of your strengths. And as you're writing them out, if you're like, oh gosh, I don't know if I should write that. What would people think of me? Like yeah. any of that, you need to go talk to the Lord about how yeah. he sees you. Yeah. That's okay. Good. That's good. Or if you're really good at writing down your strengths yeah. and you can't find any weaknesses. Right. 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 Then you right, need right, to go right. talk to the Lord because then, then what the Lord wants to do is take those weaknesses and grow you in those areas. Like how can he grow you if there's nothing, you're not perfect. And we'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not perfect, but I'm like pretty great. (laughs) Right. Right, You know, but what's been so cool is how, when we invite him into those weaknesses, how he will make those good. And Mm -hmm. then those are areas that we can actually be humble because we know we didn't do it of our own. Right. We can all sit around and rest on our talents and everyone Mm -hmm. tell us how great we are. But you resting on your talents is not what the Lord called you to. He asked you to give those to him. So if you want to sacrifice something, sacrifice that. Mm -hmm. Give those to him and let him bring you into a relationship of depending on him with those talents. How many people are blessed because you let the Lord humble you? And a lot of times, you know, your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. Mm. Right. Like in the sense of, okay, so you may be a really good leader, but without the Lord kind of there to walk you through and lead you and do all of that, you can 
just run everybody yeah. <laughs> into the ground sure. or you can, you know what I mean? You yeah. don't actually have a healthy culture, like sure. the gifts of, you know, confrontation, like that's mm-hmm. great. Unless you just walk around being like, well, that's just how I am when I right. say these things. Okay. Well, you're a jerk. Yeah. That's not helpful. Right. right? You know, right. or your gift of discernment. That's right. great that you can discern things, but that's not your job to go tell everybody they're junk all the time. Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. like, okay. so all good. of those things without the Lord Man, talking so to you and they all yes. will lead to entitlement. Right. Yes. So, you know, our talents to be like, well, I'm really good at this thing. Right. Cool. But then what? So I think there's yeah. two, you know, two ends of the spectrum, like sure. for the people who struggle, even writing down the yes. wonderful things about themselves yes. that you need to recognize because, you know, you need to know you're gifted at X, Y, and Z. Right. <laughs> so you can be like, cool. That's Lord. like, that's a praise to the Lord. Thank you for making me this way. Yes. Being proud of those places and being proud and being humble yeah very much go together yeah you know yeah i'm I'm tracking i i love that and i think that's just so important for for all of us to hear because i think we can swing so easily on either side of the pendulum but i know for so long um maybe this is just my own personal story but living in that place of okay humility means like beating myself into the ground never admit you know doing everything on my own never admitting that I need anything right never accepting any help because I want to serve 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 and what I'm just finding especially and this is God has used so many principles that we use here in empower and mercy to really bring this home in my life this idea that free people free people and hurt people hurt people and if you are not free in an area yeah it don't matter how much you serve them you can't help them Right. Because you're just too busy trying to cover up your own junk. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about this. It was, you know, every time we do an empower, like I feel like the Lord gives me a theme Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the group. Right. And the one in Monroe was very much out of the overflow. Oh, Right. And that is like if you sit down and go, where am I functioning out of the overflow? Mm-hmm. I would say 98% of people don't even know what that means. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what he called us to. He said, right. let me fill you up first. Yeah. So you be good. Yeah. And then out of that overflow, it goes. So, so that they don't, it doesn't drain you. You're yeah. calling, whatever it is, your right. calling could just be to show up and be an all, you know, work your tail off that day or show up and just be really nice to everybody, whatever it is, does that come out of the overflow or has you being this person, a strong leader or a great mom or whatever, is that your identity rather where is the Lord Mm -hmm. filling you up? No, your identity is in me, right? Right. Your identity is that you're my child first. (laughs) You're, you know, and all these talents and things are things that he gave us to be used for his glory. That's a humble place to be. Thank yes. you for making me that way. Yes. And what are you going to do with it, Lord? Yeah. Versus, you know, frankly, what do you want me to do with it? I mm-hmm. mean, there's a partnering <sighs> yeah. with him. Yes. You know, but yes. but what do you what are you going to do with it? Yeah. And and that's I mean, that's been a, a hard concept for me too because I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm really good at this thing." Mm-hmm. But yeah, one of the cool things guys about working at Mercy is that the Lord is all around you. <laughs> <laughs> all it's the true. time and we are always reading things or challenging it's each true. other and you work with a bunch of people who are you know just healthy and it's just are awesome yeah. you know and so you know he meets us in in that place and being able to teach empower because every empower oh man the lord talks to me and gives me Girl. something new you know and so you're constantly growing and changing yes but there are those things that he was like your talent's great and i'm going to continue to grow those but where you struggle like that's where I'm really going to move. That's uh, where I'm going to grow you. Girl, you know, yeah. and then and then it's almost a, pro, a 
the being proud of like, oh, that's so cool that I'm not that big of a dummy that I let the Lord grow me. Like yeah. that, I'm just proud of that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you know, thank really you, at the end of the day. Yes. You yeah. know, and, and, you know, I always, again, you know, when you tell a pastor at the end of a sermon, you'd be like, that was such a great sermon. Right. Like, oh, it's the Lord. I'm like, right. okay, you can say thanks. You can say that's thanks. fine. Cause yeah. you still got up there and preached it. Right. Thank you for listening to the Lord. Right. Thank you for doing that because right. you had a choice. Right. Jesus did not make you walk up there and say the words through you and do all of that. Right. Right. right like right. you, there's a level of obedience that right. we can have pride in, sure. in a healthy way. Right. And again, right. I take all these words back, take for, them back. for the Lord. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's so good. And that's actually a really practical example because especially in ministry, I can relate to this big time. We feel like when we say thank you, we're receiving the glory. Like, oh, if I say thanks, then that means that, yeah, I do think I'm awesome and, and that pat on the back. And I think, again, it goes so back to, it goes back to, um, you know, where are you, you know, getting filled up, like you said, and living in the overflow, but knowing who's you are first, knowing right. who's you are first. Cause when you know that you're his and you are partnering with the Lord in that, you can right. say, thank you. Re- receiving the compliment in, you know, the intent it was given, which they were telling you, thank you because it right. ministered yeah, to just them. Just be a good person. Exactly. And say, it, thank yeah. you for saying that, or yes. that was kind yes. or, Oh, you know, Girl. whatever. I mean, you don't have yeah. to be like, you're welcome. I, I no, mean, that's right. not what it is because, because the pride piece is going to be between you and the Lord. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, but this yes. look of like, you know, yes. uh, kind of fake humble. I don't know how else to say the it. False humility. Yeah. False Girl, humility. Yeah. Let me just tell you, I could tell you so many stories that would make you squirm of moments when, <laughs> and especially with my personality, when people have been like, thank you, that really blessed me. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know how I, that was just Jesus because I'm so awful. <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah. We gotta go get lunch now. Yeah. <laughs> this oh, is okay. weird. Thank you, you so weird <laughs> for spewing your insecurity on us. That exactly. was so great. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. There's a level of, I mean, the Lord called us to be confident right. in, in who we are because we're His, right. right? If the Creator of the universe is our Daddy, yeah. then you know, right. the 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 King, the Queen, the Prince—they're right. all confident people, right. Right? right? Joseph wasn't running around being like, "Oh well." The Lord put me here. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. He was like, no, this yep. is what I do. Yep. <laughs> like, this is it. Yep. And I think there's that level. And, and being confident does not mean you have to run around telling everybody how great you are. In right. fact, I would argue that you shouldn't do that. Right. Right. Which yes. I do it sometimes. So if y'all hear me do it, <laughs> just come after me. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for the people that are more quiet or more whatever, it's yep. the confidence is just knowing like, yeah. yeah, this is how the Lord made me. And how exciting is that? Yeah. Being proud of that. Yeah. Because yeah. we need you yep. to be the way you are. Yep. He made that's, you all like that for a reason. Yes, that's so good. So. Man, y'all, when Brooke Hill preaches, I listen. There you go. That's good. I feel like I just got filled up. That's wonderful. Wonderful. You want to... I just do this because you make me feel good about it. <laughs> no, it was, it was good. I mean, you know, the preacher comes at me and I, I kind of love it. So, oh. yeah. Let's call it something else. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, we've had a blast in this series with you guys so far. I hope you found it really helpful and that, um, again, practical, that it has just given you guys some real tangible steps to be able to take not only um, for those in your life that you may feel like you need to have those conversations with, but also for yourself. So join us again next time. We will have our last episode in this series on entitlement. We'll see you guys next time. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.